As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Young F.A. Holmes. Ah. Uh. These niggas so scary, won't let them bury me. That's why I keep my 30, I shoot like Gary. All right, welcome back to Don V Fridays after a mini bye week. Um, well, we want to thank um, Coach Glover, Coach Glover, for coming in on short notice and uh, killing off some of them narratives. Uh, that last, the last episode we did was kind of polarizing, <laughs> to say yeah. least. And, um, but but we want to thank Coach Glover for coming on, spending time with us. We got yep. drift in the building. How you living, my boy? Pretty good, man. Just uh, starting my new job. Been been at it for a couple weeks now. Uh, moved over to Detroit, so just kind of getting situated. I just got my Wi-Fi situation figured out, so I'm all good to go. But uh, how about you? What have you been up to? It's been a couple weeks since we recorded. Yeah, yeah. It's been uh, it's crazy because like, I the podcast used to be inconsistent before you came on. So like I was used to coming on every two weeks, every three weeks, sometimes once in a month. But now that we didn't got consistent, we we even though we gave them a part technically last week, it felt yeah. like hey, yeah. we ain't give them shit. <laughs> we falling off, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's how I, I felt too. I was like, it's too right, dry but, out here. We gotta record. <laughs> dry out here, but nah, I've been cooling, man. I'm chilling. Um, just just keeping up, keeping up with pride, keeping up with the staff. Um things like that we got a couple topics to get into um before we before we get started mash i want to shout out i want to shout out my dog andrew stevens Melvest sports drink uh he was a georgia bulldogs fan his bulldogs proved me wrong i said bamba was gonna beat the shit out of georgia and um they did not georgia pulled it off stetson bennett pulled some throws out his ass in the second it. half slinging it. he was I guess they said fuck it. Their OC finally dialed it up. They opened up the offense. He made some big boy throws. And that Georgia defense was just hellacious all night. Um Bryce Bryce Young never got comfortable. He never got comfortable. So yeah. Shout out to that Georgia defense. I think it was a little bit of, you know, Bryce Young losing uh Jameis Williams in like the first quarter or second quarter, was right. it? Right. Uh so their yeah. their receivers were pretty, pretty inexperienced. I mean, still dogs, like still still high four star, five oh, yeah. star receivers, but you know, they have he hasn't oh, been yeah. playing with them all year. But right. It, it, they had already lost Mitchie. They had mm-hmm. already lost it's, it's like Bama legitimately lost two of the best receivers in the country. <laughs> right. Um and and like you said, the backups are going to be first round picks too. Howman Wiggins is still coaching them, but uh, it the moment was just too big for him. If I can quote Coach Thirty, 
right. moment was just too big. Um, and and Georgia's fucking got DB. So yep. If there's one, if there's one team that you don't want to play against when your wide receiver goes down, it's probably Georgia. Right. Combined with their pass rush. Like, right. Exactly. So, and their D line's it, crazy. Can't run it, the ball on them. Everything they got is crazy. Um, yeah. To the stars don't matter crowd. What was your take as a Virginia Tech fan watching it? Because I felt, you know, like I felt like I was watching semi-pro teams. Like it didn't feel like they were in the same like level as Virginia Tech. Like it just felt I felt like, like I was watching. watching a different sport. Right. That's how I felt too. Like there's like high level and then there's like that. That was something. That was something else. Like if we went on the field against we could have played Georgia, that Georgia team after they just got played done playing in the national championship and would have still lost. Mm-hmm. They could have played two games that night. They could have beat Bama and then turned around and played us and won. Yeah, that's how deep that team is. But a shout out to the Georgia Bulldogs. All the troll accounts that Georgia hadn't won a natty since 1980, so that's 42 years ago. Mm-hmm. All them Georgia ain't won a natty since this and since Scarface the movie and since all this other shit. It's over with. You gotta come up. You gotta get somebody else. I think it's Notre Dame. Is the 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 next on the hit list? Yeah, Notre Dame gets the slander now. Yeah, Notre Dame hasn't. They're like zero ten in BCS bowls or some shit like that. Mm, 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 mm. Shout out to Notre Dame. Mm. Yeah, shout out. But uh, Virginia Tech made some coaching moves. They made well, not moves, but some confirmations and some announcements. Uh, Tyler Bowen has been announced. It's official. It's legit. That Jacksonville shit is over with. Um, he was already the OC um, by handshake agreement, but um, he wasn't in the fold. Right. So he's officially on. Uh, and Fontel Mines, we have a receiver coach. Uh, he was hired from ODU. He played at UVA. He has 804 ties, which mm-hmm. is the Richmond, Richmond area. Um, being that we have everybody in the fold, um, we have a full staff, every, everything is in place. They can now do what they've been doing all week over the last two weeks. And that's rebuild relationships, travel to state, uh, shake hands, kiss babies, and, uh, get this thing back to where it needed to be. Uh, what's your thoughts on, uh, the the Bowen activation and the Fontail man's announcement. Yeah, I mean, we we kind of have like, we talked about the identity on offense being with Joe Rudolph and like you know running the ball and and you know big old line. So I don't think receivers are going to be like a focal focal point in this offense. It's not like we're going to be spreading it out too much. So I, I think they went with a guy that has like relationships uh, that he can build and kind of somebody who who can recruit more so than has like a you know a very advanced resume. So I think that's kind of where the the Fontel mind stuff comes from because you know he's he's done well where he's been but he doesn't have like that power five experience that I guess some people wanted, um, you know coached at ODU so he has eight oh four and a little bit of seven five seven ties uh, and we'll get mm-hmm. into like the recruiting landscape in a second but he also has a section of the seven five seven that he's going to be focusing on, 
Um, but mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm liking it so far. I mean, everything that we've seen, they've been saying the right things. I mean, they've been doing everything right up until this point. I don't, there's nothing else that they can do more. Uh, right. You know, I guess we're going to have to wait and see in terms of who they pull in the 23 class. Uh, you know, these next couple months are going to be big, but um, you know, they had the camp last week and it went pretty well. So uh, I'm liking it. But what about you? Yeah, and no, I'm, I'm loving the moves. I'm loving the, um, I'm more so loving the, it's like they're on a united front. It's like they're on a united front. Um, nobody's deviating from the game plan. I felt like under Fuente's staff, um, John Burton did some, would make some offers that Fuente didn't like, or this person is doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Bo, Dav- Bo Davidson's doing some shit over here. Whereas, whereas in this staff, it seems like they have a plan. Everybody's right. on board. Everybody's working together for one common goal. And it's not just, okay, see what you can make shake over here. See what you can make shake over there. I'm going to be over here ready to break in this chaos right all over the um all over the map uh Brent Pry had a press conference last week we didn't do a podcast last, i think it was last thursday yeah last thursday mm-hmm. and um we don't have to go through all of the quotes but the biggest quote that we took from that was the 6 hour recruiting footprint from yep. blacksburg so if you go from blacksburg virginia and you go 6 hours around the map in a circle Yep. In a circle that covers Virginia, obviously, the entire state, North Carolina, parts of South Carolina, East Tennessee, Ohio, Southern Ohio, Western PA, which is a fucking like Western PA is a hot bed. It, like yep. I put Western PA up there with the South Florida's mm-hmm. uh, part Dallas area, Texas, like Western PA is a crazy underrated football yes. scene. Yes. And obviously the DMV. Which um, and Pry did talk quite a bit about how he's going to be operating a lot in in Western PA, which is huge news. Um, obviously, Michael Parsons comes from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, Darrell Reeve. Is, I mean, the li- the list goes on and on. Darrell Reeve is the uh, Mike Dicker. I think he comes from Aliquippa. Like that Western PA is crazy as far as all pro Hall of Fame NFL talent coming out of Western PA. Pittsburgh, Aliquippa, um, places like that. So, yep, I think it's huge that we're gonna be getting in there. Yeah, because um, that's and that's Brent Pry himself gonna be, right. you know, in the mix in that area. Yeah, yeah, that's an area that we like literally did not touch at all under Fuente. Like, I think I saw. Right. Uh, I think it's uh, between Tennessee, Pennsylvania, and I think one other state through Fuente's era. We only got six recruits from all like from all the states. Um, and Pennsylvania was one of them. So like, we haven't touched it at all. I think there's a lot of talent in there as well. So if we can combine that with, you know, staying home and getting a lot of the top DA guys, I think it's going to be a, uh, a much more talented squad. Yeah. And it makes sense. Um, I remember Kashawn Jarrett was from like Western PA somewhere. Um, but yeah, under Fuente, we didn't really look, we didn't really look there for whatever reason. Um, we was like Fuente more focused on like Georgia, South Carolina, Mm-hmm. um texas so but uh i i think that i think the press conference and we was watching it live everybody was watching it live and a lot of the stuff went prior was saying sounded like shots but honestly it was just common sense shit um 
That's what I took from it. I mean, it was kind of shots too, though, but it was just common sense, honestly. What was your thoughts on his uh, six-hour footprint comments? His we're not going into Cali and Texas and shit and just throwing darts. Uh, How'd you feel about that? I think a lot of that was damage control to an extent, like kind of kind of bringing back, uh, you know, the fan base and recruits and being like, hey, you know, we're officially staying here and we're not even going to be touching Texas and California, like going out in that direction at all. Like just saying, I think it made sense, too, because it wasn't like it wasn't like fuck those states. Like it's, it wasn't like those states suck. We're not going to touch them. It was like mm-hmm. we're not going to go there unless we have a reason to go there, you know, right. like, unless there's somebody there that has a tie or like. You know, there's some sort of connection, but if there's not, then yeah. we're not gonna just pop up into fucking Texas for no reason, or, yeah. or abandon what we're doing. So I thought it made sense. I thought it was the right way to do things, but uh, you know, I I don't think he could have said it any better, to be honest. What about you? Yeah, I think I think he hit it right on the money. I think that's what Virginia Tech fans been wanting to hear for like oh, yeah. three, four years. For like three, four years, because Fuente year one came in saying that same shit. We're gonna prioritize to stay, you know. Coach, people say what they got to say to get a job. People say what they got to say at the beginning of a job. I know a lot of motherfuckers that they apply for a job at Walmart or McDonald's. I'll sweep the floors. I'll mop the floors. I'll clean the toilets. They get the job. Fuck that shit. I ain't doing that. Mm-hmm. They ain't in my job description. I, I flip burgers. That's what I do. So if one take care of it like that, hopefully Brent Pry isn't. And this is what he really means. And, um... I, I like Brent Pry's energy. He's out there. He's on the drill field, getting hit with snowballs. Uh, the energy is there. The positive energy is there. He's he's doing everything right. He's, uh, I mean, like I said, just going out in public and letting people hit you with snowballs is yeah. crazy. Showing face and shit. I mean, we've seen a lot of people yeah. on Twitter post that they've like seen him walking around, take pictures with him. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he's out in the community you know, doing as much as he can. So I think that's big. Um, I do want to talk about, you know, he's been doing everything right. And, uh, you know, there was a knock like, oh, he, you know, it's just the beginning of his his tenure. Of course, he's going to do everything right. Um, but we uh, we had something bad happen recently um, mm-hmm. with, with this with this Oscar Smith situation. And uh, right. so give me your thoughts on like, you know, everything that kind of happened, how he handled it, um, because that's like, you know, the first bad thing that's happened and, and his response. Okay, now I want everybody to stay with me, especially the people that's not from the Commonwealth, people that's not from here. You got to look at it through the eyes of somebody from Virginia, somebody from here, because on the face, it sounds petty. It sounds crazy, but I want y'all to stay with me. Okay, so in this Brent Pride press conference, Brent Pride mentioned the school Highland Springs by name. He said schools like Highland Springs. Highland Springs is one of the best programs in the Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. They're in the 804 outside of Richmond or some shit. Outside of Richmond, 804. Anybody that know anything about the Commonwealth of Virginia, 804 and 757 have a rivalry. It's not like a blood rivalry. Don't nobody go back and forth hurting each other. It's just, it's like a D.C. Baltimore rivalry or a New Orleans Baton Rouge rivalry. It's a rivalry. It's an area rivalry. So Brent Pryor saying their school by name. Obviously, we know who coached there. We know what he was doing. But uh, he was saying uh, he was praising that school. He didn't praise no other schools, which is cool. But if you're Oscar Smith, who won state, 
and it's also one of the best uh high schools in the commonwealth you looking at that like okay you mentioning them all right they got hokey on staff it makes sense they got a who on staff at oscar smith they got who's over there mm-hmm. um so they're looking at that like okay all right they do their full court press into the 757 now this is where people this is where it went off the tracks because they had boots on the ground here but only on the peninsula this is where i live and this is um, friday this is friday this is the day this after is friday the conference the day after so when you announce we're going on our 757 tour they did not go to oscar smith right wrong Fontaine wasn't there yet we get it i want virginia tech fans to stay with me we get that we're not saying that they did anything wrong we're just looking at it from a perspective of somebody that coach over there at oscar smith you you praise one school in a rival area code you come into our area code and you don't come here that's where the shit was at that's all i'm saying hokey fans because hokey fans operate they don't look at it from the eyes of nothing. They just see maroon. If you're not helping, if you're not assisting and getting people in maroon, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Virginia Tech fans go into that mode. Fuck them. We don't need them. No. Uh, they just felt slighted, and they spoke on it. Coach Eli Harrell, who played at uh, UVA, I think he went to Ocean Lakes, and uh, Coach Eddie and all them, they was talking about, listen, you come to, you come down here, you got to tap in. They weren't, they weren't wrong. I don't know what the game plan was. If Fontaine needed to be in the fold, whatever the case may be, somebody should have showed face at Oscar Smith High School. If you win a 757, you already done drove four, five hours. You might as well do the next 30, 45 minutes if you end up in the, on the peninsula. So that's pretty much what it was. Virginia Tech did not do anything wrong. They felt like, okay, when Fontaine come on here, that's his area. We good anyway. But Everybody felt like, bro, that's the best school here. You gotta tap in first. And people were saying, why did they gotta tap in there first? Because you have to. It's the best school. So the best public school. Once you get into all that right. private school shit, it's something different. But um, so that's 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 pretty much what it was. I understood both sides. I felt like Pry handled himself like a like a G. Yep. I want to salute Eli Hurl and all them coaches over there for apologizing and making it right because it's about the kids at the end of the day mm-hmm. um but if you don't if 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 virginia tech fans don't think that this shit is a dick measuring contest you mentioned them you didn't mention us you talking about them you didn't talk about us that shit is the game that fuente did not want to play that was the that was the part of recruiting fuente hated hated and which made him be like, well, fuck it. I'm going to just take anybody from anywhere because I'm not dealing with them folks down there. Right. And it cost us uh, way bigger than he had anticipated. So right. I don't think there was anybody right or wrong. I just felt like Virginia Tech fans need to see one perspective and non-Virginia Tech or 757 people need to see the other perspective. We were not ready and set up to go to that side of the water we was kind of prepared to just hit this one spot this area and we was going to come back on tuesday monday was the holiday and that's what the staff did and when they came back on tuesday brent pride was there in person so yep and fontail 
So, yep. And yeah, for, that's what we saw. So, you know, that, that was obviously the first mistake, uh, you know, Pry made. Uh, and then he comes right back around after the weekend. And, and first thing that he does is, you know, go right over the Oscar Smith in the morning on Tuesday and uh, and make it right. And, you know, uh, everybody was an adult in the situation like that I saw and people apologized and move forward. And now, you know, everything's on lock and we can move forward to getting the kids and whatever. So. Uh, I like the way he handled that situation because like, you know, Fuente handling that situation, we wouldn't have seen shit. Like maybe he makes a no. call behind the scenes. Maybe he does it. We don't know. Like, we don't know. Fuente, what Fuente, Fuente would have X'd out the whole school. Fuck. Right. Me. That's exactly. Well, that's exactly what he did do. So mm-hmm. it's refreshing to see a coach that like, you know, everything's roses so far. Oh, he's in he's snowball fights, whatever. But like when something actually goes wrong, like this is the first thing that went wrong. He actually had a good response. And I think that was the biggest thing that I saw. Um, after that, they went over to a couple different schools and Price stayed, uh, going to some other schools too. He's met with some other coaches as well. Um, so he took it as like an opportunity to, you know, shake some more hands, which is cool with me. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the roadmap is starting to come together for recruiting and I'm liking what we're doing so far. Um, I think, I think we're, we're starting to build some momentum and I think this is really the first time that I've. I've seen, and you know, we're active on Twitter, but this is the first time I've seen recruiting, like hold some sort of momentum. Um, mm-hmm. when, when we were doing like the Texas stuff and, and we got, you know, Latrell and DD and there was this, like, we talked about it before, but there was like this fake momentum. Like it never, mm-hmm. it never, it never felt real. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like we were really there doing something, but I feel like this time, like we're laying the groundwork, like that momentum is actually real. And I think that's the biggest difference I've seen so far in recruiting. Yeah, the real the real moment, <clears throat> the real momentum, um, something genuine. The Texas shit, that was a Twitter movement. Uh right. Twitter and Twitter and real life aren't the same thing. Um sometimes they call Twitter like a loud minority. Um, mm-hmm. but that's not really what's going on in the real world. Um I respect Pratt and his staff because they came to here where i'm from 757 i don't speak on other area codes because i don't know i only talk about what i do know and they came to high schools here like my high school mitchville high school kickatan high school they was touching even the schools that don't produce football prospects uh kickatan high school ain't had a legitimate prospect since like gerard mayo who played for the patriots and um went to tennessee and Gerard Mayo was in high school when I was in high school. So that should let you to fucking know how long ago that's been. So, um, and he was a bad motherfucker too at Kickatan. But my point is, they not just going to the Oscar Smiths. They not just going to the Ocean Lakes and the Green Runs and the Phoebus high schools. They touched all them too that I know of. Yep. But um, they're going to even the schools just to, they was at Bethel High School. I think somebody was at Bethel High School today. Um, so they're in town. They're, they're touching everybody, which that that's a Frank Beamer quality almost. Frank Beamer acknowledged everybody. He made everybody feel involved. Everybody feel welcome. So when a Mitchville High School does have a prospect, I mean, who knows, one day. Mm-hmm. Hey, you already have relationships. Uh and contrary, I mean, to a lot of Virginia Tech fans believe that a lot of people, a lot of high school players didn't grow up Hokie fans. They're not telling the truth. They just want to go where they're going to go to the NFL. 
Are they going to go where they feel like they're going to have a legitimate chance to win? Right. And Virginia Tech hasn't provided either. That don't mean they didn't grow up Hokey fans and they just quick to want to leave the state. That's not true. I, I feel like it's an old narrative that needs to stop. Yes, exactly. I mean, think think about it with your, like with your job too. I mean, anybody you grow up and you love certain companies, that doesn't mean you're gonna do everything you can to work for that company. You got to do what's best for you and take the job that's best for you to make the money you want, you need to make and put yourself in a good position. So, uh, people need to relax with that. There's a lot of kids that want to go to tech if tech was a good spot for it. And you know, I think we're building an atmosphere where it can actually be a good spot for kids to go to. Um, but I'm really liking the targets that they've had so far on some of the recruits. Um, they, mm-hmm. I think, I think they've made it a point to like re-offer the kids that were already offered by Fuente staff, um, which I think is a big thing. Like, Hey, you know, even though you already have an offer from us, we just want to let you know that we still want you. We're re-offering you, even though it's new staff. And like, we've seen a couple kids get on Twitter and be like, you know, I just got re-offered by tech basically saying that the staff came to them and was like, yo, we're serious. Like, even though we're new, we want you. So I think that's big. Um, they did a good job with the camp and we got another camp this weekend. I mean, they're like rapid fire. They've been boots on the ground throughout the week. And then they've been hosting camps on the weekends. Uh, they got Twitter going, they're staying in the state. Like they're, they're, mm-hmm. it's like one thing after the other. They doing snowball fights. They doing it all, man. No time off. No time off. No time off. They've been grinding. They've been on the jet. They've been on the road. I, I got to get prize props, man. I, if I can, if I can give them a slander and trust and believe me, it's gonna be reasons to slander his ass as part of the game. I can give him his props. Um, right. I can definitely give him his props. Tory Smith decided to uh, set his own Twitter mentions on fire. Um, he came at Virginia Tech. He had posted the score from the uh, New Era Pinstripe Bowl, among other things, and said, uh, "Basically, College Park is a better place to live that live than the mountains in Southwest Virginia." He stirred up the hornet's nest, which is VT Twitter. Uh, I'm going to go first because I got experience in both. I got this. Take this. It's funny because I'm a Virginia Tech fan. I was born and raised in Southeast Virginia, but I have way more experience at the University of Maryland. I've said this on this podcast many times. I was a construction worker and I was on several projects on the athletic facilities. I've been on it. I've been in their athletic facilities. I've been on their football field. Like I've, and I've worked on the dorms, libraries. Like I know that school inside and out. I don't worked on many different projects and, um, university of Maryland looks like a community college. Like I'm saying this, I'm saying what I know I'm saying <laughs> like now, this is where Virginia Tech fans lose me. And I think a lot of Virginia Tech fans tell on themselves when they say stuff like this. Um, when they say stuff like College Park is a shithole, a war zone, it's not safe. I think they're just projecting because it's outside of D.C. And they just assume, okay, big city. All right, let's keep it a buck. Liberal city, crime, you know, craziness. And College Park is in, uh, it's like 10 minutes, not even 10 minutes from D.C., but like, I say the distance between uh, the White House and College Park is probably 20 minutes um, without traffic. So people just think, okay, it's got to be fucked up over there. It's not. It's pretty safe. It ain't nothing but that school, a couple of neighborhoods and trees. Um, It's a suburb of D.C. Um, It's not a shitty place. 
uh, being able to walk to the Target, whatever it's Target, uh, Tor, <laughs> it's the fucking Target. I mean, um, you can get on the Metro from the from the University of Maryland and go to DC, the White House, and all the other shit. You can do all that. It's a short train ride, but uh, the actual campus itself is. It looks like a. I've worked at UMBC. I've worked at UMBC. Them the people that beat UVA a couple years ago. And it kind of, the retriever it kind of looked like their campus honestly like it's a similar similar campus to umbc and i wasn't impressed with their shit so uh tory smith he was doing what he do he was representing his school i think he just stirred up the wrong people um and university of maryland campus is not that fly nobody cares about target um <laughs> but but <laughs> College Park, Maryland isn't a shithole. It isn't a war zone. It's not none of that other crazy shit that Virginia Tech fans were saying. What's your thoughts? Uh, so I have like zero dog in this fight because I've literally never been to Maryland. And the mm. last time I went to Tech was 2008 when I got this fucking pennant for the 2007 ACC championship win. Uh, and I was like fucking maybe eight nine years old so i don't remember shit other than blacksburg was really nice uh that's all i remember it was nice it was hilly mountainous and uh that was cool whatever but i really didn't give a shit i was working at the time uh i thought it was pretty funny that you know people were just ratioing an ex-nfl player on fucking on twitter all day long like like they, all all, day, all, all the backup like just killing him all day long and he had like zero backup from from maryland fans because they don't have fans right <laughs> It was just an L. And then he was going after uh, Kuma and he just went a little too far with the ODU shit. Like, like, bro, he nah, played. That shit, was fun. Uh, that shit was funny. Yeah. I mean, after Kuma. He was on your ass, my boy. <laughs> Kuma was kidding him back with some good shit. But yeah, yeah, he was, uh, he was, he was cooking him back. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, just uh, just kind of a out of the blue sort of sort of day on Twitter with that one. Uh, I just. I didn't really understand where it was coming from, to be honest. And the whole Target thing was kind of whack, too. Like, if you made all that money in the NFL, you're talking about Target still? Like, come on, man. We can walk to Target. <laughs> Listen, like, I like Target. I like crazy. Target. Target's a fucking – Target's a sick place, but it's, it's not nothing to brag about, bro. They got ain't no everywhere. That ain't no recruiting pitch. Exactly. That, that ain't nothing I'm telling – that's like the last thing I'm telling a, a, a player. Like, listen, and you can walk to Target. <laughs> I'm like, if anything, they're telling them you can walk to that metro, get your ass on that train, go to DC, yep. and go have some fun. But I don't think that target is getting mentioned in their recruiting pitch. Uh-uh. Uh, not a chance. Not a chance. Shout out, but 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 shout out, shout out to University of Maryland, shout out College Park. They've been good to me. Uh that city been good to me. That area been good to me. Um, but uh yeah, no. Nah. That 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 campus ain't popping like that. Like Virginia Tech is a beautiful campus. Like yeah, for I'm real. from the city. I'm from the city. So um seeing things like mountains and stuff, like Virginia, like this side of Virginia don't have no mountains. We're below sea level. So I had never seen a mountain before until I went over there. And it's definitely breathtaking sights, and you can see you it's beautiful, mm-hmm. especially coming from this side of the state where there is no mountains. But I mean, it's probably people over there that never seen a beach, so it go both ways. Yup, yup, exactly. They probably come down to the beach and say the same shit. So, yeah, and our beaches are fucked up. But <laughs> it's the <a> beach. 
water green as shit. You want to talk about COVID <laughs> and Ebola and all that shit. Uh, you get some of that green 757 water. <laughs> and for real, be saying all the time, it's something in the water. No shit. It's something in the water. Yeah. Some chemical it's some chemicals in the water, some real chemicals. Right. I grew up, I grew up, obviously, I grew up here and shit. And I just remember the teachers always saying water is blue. And we used to be in the class like, bitch, what the fuck are you talking about? Water's green. <laughs> like, like water is green. Like, that's all I know is water being green. Cause I'm because we from here. So yeah. Shout, hey, shout out to 757 with that green polluted water. Uh mm-hmm. I would advise everybody visiting, do not swim. Just walk the beach, walk the piers, uh, go to Outer Banks if you want to swim. I, I would I would suggest that. I guess. Uh, what you think about the uh, hashtag LGH? What you think about the hashtag LGH? Uh, hey, it's uh, for Let's Go Hokies. My hope is that it's like a band aid for like an actual like good hashtag and that they just needed something to start with. So they're like, all right, LGH. Uh, I think it's okay. I mean, it's not bad. It's, it's better than everything we've had with Fuente. It's better than the hard hat mentality bullshit in the grit. Um, but you know, it, it, it shouldn't be a staple of like the recruiting class though. It shouldn't be something we're still using in mid July or, or primarily using in mid July. If we have something else better by then, that's cool. But maybe they're just using it right now to kind of, kind of you know brainstorm something better so i'm cool with that but it makes sense at least like hard hat and grit like didn't really make a whole lot of sense but let's go hokies like that makes sense because that's literally something we scream in the stadium um mm. so i'm cool with it but you know it's, it's you know it's a step up <laughs> it's definitely it's, that, it's something um it's, it's that it's something and <laughs> exactly it's, it's better than hard hat mentality it's better than hard smart tough yeah, it's better than some of the other shit that the last staff came out. Like even when we were decent, I never liked the messaging that was coming out from Blacksburg. I don't even like this is home. I'm gonna keep it all the way. Yeah, but I'm I agree. I agree. I don't even like this is home because too many motherfuckers was feeling unwelcome for your slogan to be this is home. Yeah. Like how many people we had come on this show or go into Twitter space or or tweet. I don't even feel welcome over there. Then it's not home, especially if it's somebody that played there or coached there, and they're saying we didn't feel welcome. Then mm-hmm. that's not home. So, yeah, I, ne- uh, I never like this is home. No, nah, me either. And it's not like Virginia Tech has like been a staple of like having that all the time either. Like Virginia Tech isn't exactly the most all inclusive school in the world, you know. And like to claim right. like th- to claim like this is like the home like of all homes. This is the one like I don't know. It was just kind of, it was just like it's just like not nah, it ain't like it's not like it's just not true. You know what I mean? So I just yeah. I don't know. They just need something better than that. I don't yeah, I thought it was better. It's boring too. I thought it was boring. Like it doesn't really doesn't excite anybody. Like what's the recruit gonna be like? Yeah, I'm gonna go. This is home. Like fuck yeah, man. Let's go. This is home. I think I think it would be dope if people felt like it was home. Yeah, like if it legit was like the best place in the world, which it, I think it fuck it definitely could be under the right circumstances, but it wasn't in any yeah. point. No, it was kind of it was kind of it was kind of crazy. But shout out shout outs to whoever's coming out with the coming up with the messaging because yeah. um that's one of those deals where like you'll never please everybody. Right. Um, so you, 
you got to just go forward and say, fuck it. Look, man, look, this is the, this is the slogan. This is what we rocking with. Some motherfuckers are going to be mad and they just got to go from that. So uh, uh, what do you, ahead. what are you thinking about these new graphics? These new uh, Virginia graphics that have been coming out the white, they're using a lot more white, uh, mm-hmm. the two up, two down, like just, what are you thinking about the new, uh, new graphic design? Yeah, they need to get it. They need to get them on some shirts. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would definitely, I would definitely wear. Some, they, they getting it together. I like some of the graphics, the two up, two down graphics. Um, it's, it's time to get it on merch. The, what they waiting on? <laughs> That's the time. Listen, when you got the fan base, it's fresh. You in a honeymoon phase. They always talking about money and the lack thereof. Hey man, print you. Hey, print up some shirts. That's right. easy money. Yep. $10, $10, $20, $30 shirts and hoodies and shit for two up, two down shirts. And shit, people will buy that shit. It'll sell like hotcakes. So yeah, uh, you could even loop that into like uh, the Hokey Club shit, like how they do uh, like the flag and stuff like that. Hey, donate mm-hmm. to the Hokey Club, get a, get a shirt. Like, hey, they'll make money. I don't right. know what they're waiting on with that, but. I've been liking yeah. it though. It's a it's a breath of fresh air with the the graphics being like they're just they're brighter. They're more. Uh, it just it just feels better. I don't know. Something small that, that's nice. It's got to pop. It's got to pop. So um, I think that's everything on the Virginia Tech tip. Uh, I'm a 49ers fan. They made their playoff game way more stressful than it needed to be. <laughs> but, that's facts. I mean, Jim, Jim. Hey, look, man, Jimmy Garoppolo. Bro is like he does just enough. So yeah. He hey, was the reason why we didn't blow them up by 40, but yeah, he didn't hey. lose you the he didn't lose you the game though. He just did did he, just he tried. <laughs> he tried. But uh no, nah, the team the team came back. Joe Burrow was balling out of control. Yeah. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow is a fucking monster. Like I can't even say I knew he would be this. I knew he was good. I didn't know he was this though. Yeah, he's cold as hell. He's good as fuck. He's uh yeah. something something different for sure. I don't know. It, the last time we recorded, I can't remember if I had already gone to the Chiefs game or not. But uh, the vibe in Cincinnati is like just completely different than I've ever seen it. I've been to multiple Bengals games my entire life. I've been to the 2013 Steelers Sunday night game where they got blown the fuck out. That's where I started hating Steelers fans. I went to 2014 Monday night when they played the Broncos and beat Peyton Manning. I went to a 2015 game the year they went nine and zero and lost in the playoffs. And like, I've never been in an atmosphere that is that competitive where like the Bengals fans like truly believe that we are the better team on the field. And like in Cincinnati right now, like there is not a single person that doesn't believe that the Bengals can like legit make a run at the Super Bowl. Like it's it's, right. it's wild. Like they have they have the offensive talent to do it. I mean, with if if Burrow starts cooking and 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 you know Chase is doing his thing, I mean, I don't think there's really many teams that can stop him because really nobody can can match up with Chase other than like maybe Ramsey or I mean for All damn right. sure nobody else in the AFC. Nobody in the in the league. Even if you do match up with Chase, you still got to stop Higgins. You still got to stop Tyler Boyd. Yeah. Um, it's, it's too many weapons. Yeah, it's a three-headed monster. It's a three-headed monster. And, and then Joe Burrow doesn't miss either. Like, his accuracy right. his accuracy is is really good. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see them play against the Titans. But 
man, they, they ended the drought. It was way more stressful than it needed to be too, for me. Uh, they, they could, I thought they could have blown the Raiders out of the water, to be honest. And they just like, they kicked like four field goals and kept it close, but both of our teams, first round playoff wins, uh, playing number one seeds. You guys playing the Packers this weekend. What do you, what do you think is going to happen there? Going up to Lambeau. It's going to be cold as shit. Um, the 49er fan in me, like, I don't know what it feels like to lose to the Packers in the playoffs. I'm not even being arrogant. Like I, I go back to the catch two. Um, the catch two was Terrell Owens in the in, in uh versus the Packers. I done seen Colin Kaepernick beat the Packers twice, once in Lambo and like minus whatever temperatures. I saw Jimmy G on like eight pass attempts. We blow out the Packers in the playoff. I don't know what it like. I know Aaron Rodgers is is one of the greatest. But when it comes to my team versus him specifically and just the Packers in general, I don't know what it's like. I don't know. I don't know how it feels to lose to him in the playoffs. My team normally beats his team in the playoffs. Um, that said, Nick Bosa's hurt. Fred so yeah, Warner's hurt. Are they both out out for sure? Like already? I think they're going to go out there injured and try. Mm-hmm. But um. Obviously, when you lose your two best defensive players versus Aaron Rodgers, it and he's at home, um, they have the the you know the advantage. But we still got Debo, we still got Elijah Mitchell, we still got Ayuk, and we got a really good run game and a really good offensive line. So yep. I'm expecting Kyle Shanahan to run the fucking ball, mm-hmm. not uh try to make Jimmy the hero late. And um, we can, I'm not going to say we will, but we can win the game doing what we did in 2019, which is just run it down, take the ball and put it in their left nostril. So yep. that's how I feel about I, that. I, uh, I think the Bengals and the 49ers are similar in the fact that they're both underdogs. Uh, they're not going to be favored against any of the teams coming up, but they're like the team that nobody wants to play against. Like mm-hmm. at all, because it's very hard to match up against them. And they do want they they both do one thing really well. And the 49ers are extremely good at running the ball uh, and being physical. And the Bengals can obviously air it out better than damn near everybody in the league. So um, I think it's going to be a good game. And the thing about playing in Lambeau and playing in the cold like that is. I don't know if you ever played like football when it's cold as shit, but tackling when it's cold mm-hmm. is awful. It changes the game entirely like. Uh, cause every tackle hurts like, and it hurts way more. So I feel like running teams have an advantage in the cold. Um, mm-hmm. if, if, if it's a close game and you're running down their throat, like it's tough, it's tough as a defense, especially going in that fourth quarter, like in Lambeau when it's real cold and windy, like they're not going to be able to throw the ball as well. So, um, you know, it's going to be interesting, an interesting game. Um, yeah. do they play and on Aaron, Saturday? Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers ain't no rah-rah guy. Like if the, when his team starts to lose, he starts to pout. Yeah. He starts to finger point. Like, he's not a Tom Brady. Oh, let's go, guys. Like, fuck this. You know, he's yeah. A, yeah. he starts to pout and, well, fuck it. We're going to lose. Well, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So, yeah. we got to, we gotta, you know, jump on him early, get him in his feelings, and he can go play for the Steelers or the Broncos or whatever. Yeah, hopefully not the fucking Steelers, bro. Steelers, Steelers <laughs> would actually be cool if he played for the Steelers. They'd be good. They'd be real good if he played for the Steelers. So mm-hmm. I don't want to see that happening. But, um, but yeah, the NFL this past weekend was was pretty wild. Some good games. Bills blowing the shit out of the Patriots. 
Um, yes. That 49ers-Cowboys game I saw today was like the highest rated wild card game in the NFL since 2015 because it averaged like 41 million viewers, which is fucking crazy. That makes NFL, sense. Super Bowl does like 90, 95, 90, like 99, 100-ish. So that's like half a Super Bowl in a wild card right. game, which is crazy. You got a lot of things that play. Obviously, the Cowboys will always be a big draw. They and, were the number and the three. Niners. Yeah, the Niners are always a big draw. You got two historical teams, and you got a a historical rivalry. Um, it's almost like the Packers and the 49ers in the playoffs, but the Cowboys do be beating us in the playoffs. We've beat them, obviously. The first, the catch I talked about the catch too. The catch was not a today rivalry, but um. So yeah, that that'll definitely get your views up. You got two historical franchises in the playoffs at the four o'clock spot, so everybody's off. Yeah, everybody's on a you know yeah. on a Sunday. Uh, it wasn't Saturday morning or whatever for West Coast people. So yeah, yeah, I actually think sun, sun, Sunday at four thirty might be like the biggest slot in the NFL because people don't have to go to bed early. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of a lot of people on the East Coast like don't want to stay up for eight o'clock games because they got to work in the morning. All uh, right, so you play you put. I mean, they put the biggest matchup on that Sunday for 430 slate, like you know, and then they put the Chiefs Steelers, which was like a doozy on Sunday night. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah, so Steelers got their ass whooped, yeah. Steelers got smoked, they got cooked, they uh kind of went out a little sad too. Um, kind of a shitty way to like transition into a new quarterback because there was literally no fucking point of making the playoffs because they just gave themselves a worse draft pick and they just got embarrassed on national TV. So right. Well Kenny Pickett would be there. I don't even <laughs> I don't know about that, bro. The Washington fans acting like Kenny Pickett is a savior. So we'll see. We'll I, see. I think I think Kenny Pickett I think Kenny Pickett would be there for the Steelers. Even if they got him, you know, wheel and deal and make some shake to yeah. get Kenny I don't think Kenny Pickett is, you know, good, but he's not nothing special. The Steelers, like, see, the Steelers put themselves in a position where they have to get somebody uh, because they cannot go into next season. Maybe they put their uh, chips in the Aaron Rodgers basket, and maybe that, you know, works. But uh, if they have to go to the draft, uh, Steelers is over with as far as. Mm -hmm. And they got a good team. They got a lot of good pieces. Yeah, they do. Um, I saw something this morning. A lot of their athletic writers are thinking that uh, Mason Rudolph is like the favorite to being the quarterback next year. Because uh, we saw for his whatever movie. reason, and he sucks. Um, yeah, I, I do want to do picks real quick. So obviously, I, I'm taking the Bengals against the Titans. You're taking the 49ers against uh, the Packers. There's no reason not to. Uh, but let's do the other two games. So Bills and Chiefs, a uh, huge game in Arrowhead. Bills just bills are super hot. It seems. Um, hold up, did it uh, did it go out? Yeah, no, I, I hear you now. Okay, but um, yeah, Bills Bills are super hot. Chiefs are coming off a big win too. So who do you got, Chiefs and Bills? I got the Chiefs. I'm I'm riding with Pat. I'm riding right like Patrick Mahomes. Even though he looked shitty for a lot of parts of the regular season, it's Mahomes' time. He about to turn it up. He back in playoff. He back in championship mode. Okay. Um, I think I'm gonna ride with the Bills on that game just because mm-hmm. they're coming off a huge win. They got a ton of confidence. 
Uh, and I think if Josh, I think it, I think Josh Allen might be playing a little bit better right now than Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and Tyreek Hill's which, been a, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. And Tyreek Hill's been kind of like off the radar these past couple weeks. Like he hasn't really done shit recently. So um, we'll see. But Bills don't have Tre'Davious White, so their secondary might get a little exposed if Tyreek Hill goes crazy. But they've gotten burned by him before. They might have a better game plan now. But it is always hard to play an Arrowhead. Um, but I'm still – I think I'm going to take the Bills' money line. But um, Bucks and Rams, who do you have there? It's hard to go against the GOAT. I know the Rams got a lot of talent. Odell been balling lately. Cam Akers I'm, looks crazy. Cam Akers. Cooper Cup is the best receiver in the game. I got to go with the GOAT. Uh, it's one of those things where, like, you got to keep picking Tom Brady until somebody knock him off. Um <laughs> I'm picking the Bucks. I'm riding with the GOAT. I done seen Tom Brady. I done seen him against better opponents. When the Rams was the Rams, Todd Gurley, uh, Brandon Cooks, like Jared Goff at quarterback. <laughs> Tom Brady, like, uh, I, yeah, Tom Brady didn't carry the team to victory, but he, wins. he did he just wins. enough to win. Um I, I, I'm going to keep picking the GOAT until, like, somebody proves that, you know, they're going to have to take Tom Brady out of the league because if you leave it up to him, he'll stay and keep dominating the shit. Somebody's yeah. going to have to knock him off. So mm-hmm. I'm taking Bucks, whatever the spread is. I'm pretty sure the Bucks are favored because they're at home. Uh, give me the Bucks. Yeah, I'm taking Bucks too. Pretty much the same reasoning. But um, I just want to mention the Cardinals real quick because they – like, I don't know what happened to them. Uh, they look absolutely terrible, especially against the Rams, who they normally play really well. But uh, they got blown the fuck out the other day. And something like – I don't know if Cliff might be on the hot seat. But we've talked about it before, but Cliff was kind of a wild hire for the NFL. Like, that should not have happened. Uh, and his offense, like, is terrible in the playoffs. So, uh, something's up right. there. Also, uh, shout-out Buda Baker for being okay because that was kind of – that was pretty fucked. Um mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, so, but I was, I was pretty, pretty sad to see the Cardinals go out like that. Just getting blown out, especially for AJ green. Cause I wanted to, I mean, I can't, I'm a 49 fan. I ain't about to feel sorry <laughs> for that. I mean, but they didn't have age. I mean, they didn't have new Hopkins. JJ Watt was basically playing on a repaired. What was it? His shoulder. Yeah. Um, they, they, they swung it. They swung at some veterans and they just got banged up at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you got a young quarterback like Kyler, his first playoff game, you gotta help him. You gotta, you gotta. That's when you know we like to joke about Fuente selling his soul. Fuente was good at the big games, getting his quarterback in rhythm. Like, okay, first draft, the first script, we gonna do this, this. We gonna get you on the move. We gonna get you some easy completions to get your confidence up and settle you into the game. Cliff just kind of just. All right, this is what we do. I don't even think he rolled Kyler once in that first two, three drives. Mm-hmm. They wasn't calling any runs. They didn't get him anything easy so he can see it. Sometimes, like, when you hoop, they say you got to see the ball go in the basket. Just You got to see this, even if it's a layup. Right. So, yep. Cliff didn't do none of that. But uh, I'm a 49 fan, man. So, anytime the Cardinals lose, it's a good day. So, <laughs> I mean, the Rams won. Technically, the Rams won, but – we done beat the Rams the last six times we played them. So if right. it if it comes to 49 versus Rams, I already know where I'm going. 
Yep. Yep. Fair enough. Well, uh, that's all I got in the NFL. Um, yeah. I'm excited for the bang. I'm excited for the weekend. I'm super excited. If the Bengals win, man, I'm gonna go fucking crazy seeing them in the AFC championship. It'll be wild. The, the Bengals play the Titans at Titans. Derrick Henry has been practicing, but I can't imagine he's gonna play an impact on that game. Um I I can't imagine he has an impact on that game. He hasn't played since like what October. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. so all you gotta do, I mean, it's a hard task, but those receivers the Titans got, they got some good receivers. Um I don't know. I think I think I I I, I got I got the Bengals. I think the Bengals can do it. I think the Bengals can whoop the Titans, honestly. Yeah, I mean, who are the Titans cornerbacks? <laughs> Caleb Farley. <laughs> He's out. Right? And Jack Rabbit, Janoris Jenkins. Yeah. He, hey, and Janoris Jenkins uh, was apparently out on the injury report today. Uh, so, oh, okay. So I don't know who they, I don't know who their corners are. He might not even play, be playing. So, yeah, yeah Jam- Jamar Chase might go for a clean three hundred. <laughs> yeah, Jam- yeah. I think I think I don't know what the spread is, but I'm taking Bengals. Um, I, I think people need to holler at the Bengals this weekend. Because yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Like like I said, healthy Derrick Henry, Julio been in and out. Uh, AJ Brown been hurt. Like if the Titans are fully healthy, I get I take the Titans, but they're not. So mm-hmm. facts. Um, in terms of me taking the 49ers versus the Packers, I'm taking 49ers spread just because uh Aaron Rodgers is shaky in the playoffs. He does some dumb shit, and uh, you know, they they've been off for a couple weeks. So I'm taking 49ers came off big win. I think they're gonna run the ball down their throat. I hope that's the case. Um, like I said, when they come to Aaron Rodgers, all we have to do is take a lead on take the lead. Yep. And we let nature run its course because he's not going to hype the troops up. Um, he already got one foot out the door anyway. So, right. If we can, if we can get under his skin, if we, and we're one of them teams, the 49ers can generate a pass rush. We don't have to blitz. Uh, Eric Armstead, Arden key. We can still get a pass rush. Of course you want Nick Bosa healthy. Um, but we can still, you know, affect the passing game from the interior and uh, we get a 7-0 lead. Nature's gonna start to run its course. He's gonna get pouty. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be game. It's gonna be game over because uh, we gonna run that ball. Elijah Mitchell, um, Debo is the best running back in football, even though he's a receiver. Um, <laughs> it's gonna get ugly out there. Uh, we get if we if we take a 7-0 lead and we get possession. It's like playing Georgia Tech. Uh, that shit is over with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I agree. That's it for Don V Fridays. Um, I want to shout out the patrons. Shout out to everybody that subscribed to the Patreon. Yeah. Um, Patreon, Patreon doing decent numbers, doing good numbers. Um, su- surpassed my expectations so far. I want to thank personally thank everybody that's joined the community. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, just DM me. My DMs are always open. Um. And uh, I'll get back to you with some type of solution. Drift, you got anything to say before we sign out? Uh, yeah, thanks, everyone, on the Patreon as well. Um, my internet, I think, was a little bad this recording, but I'm bringing my computer up, and I'm going to get plugged in. So it'll be better next week. Uh, but, yeah, that's it. 
That's it, man. Till next week, y'all. God bless.